Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. I teach frustrated professional mums who juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it easy and fun. You're invited to sign up to my family-friendly meal plan. Three easy meals to help you lose weight that the kids will like too. And my systems video, the simple system that keeps the kids happy and helps you shed the pounds. You can sign up at drorlina.com. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Now on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Today, we're talking about how to combat boredom eating. So it's now week two for me of being at home in total, total lockdown. If you hadn't, haven't listened to last week's podcast or the last podcast I did, which was Thriving in Lockdown, then go and check that out because it had some fabulous tips on just generally how to manage your mind and keep going through this strange and surreal time. And I think one of the things I would like to say to you is that if you are feeling stressed and jumpy and generally have a slightly panicky feeling, that is totally normal. Just stick with it and it will pass eventually. And it it definitely passed for me. I noticed right at the beginning that I, I was feeling very panicky and I used lots of meditation, all of those tips that I talked about, but that it is passed. And now I have got into normal living, albeit with four children. So the stress for me is just about living with four children, as opposed to those big thoughts about other things and all those sort of big scary thoughts that that locking into fear. 
So today I wanted to talk about boredom eating because people have been reaching out and saying, help, I'm stuck at home and I'm bored and this is leading me to boredom eat. And do you have any tips for me? And the answer is, of course, I have tips for you. I have tips for everything. So I think the very first point to make is this. It's really good that you know that this is boredom eating. So if we take a step back and think about why we eat food, well, the reason for eating food is to fuel our bodies. But the real truth is that we also eat food for various different reasons. So one of them is habit. It's just a habit that we eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, or whatever it is that you eat. And another one is emotions. And it might be the emotion of enjoying your food when you have um, a family event or something like that. It might be that you actually enjoy the food. But we also eat for lots of other emotions too. And I think that everybody does this to a greater or lesser extent. And I know that I do it. I know my thing that I do is when we're in normal routine and I have four hours of work in the morning, I get a little bit bored. And I know that when I've got something that I don't really want to do, I go off and make myself a coffee or eat some nuts. And I know that really and truly, I'm not hungry. I'm just finding a way out of doing that task that I don't want to do. So that is more work avoidance rather than I'm bored. Should I just entertain myself? So if we take a look at emotions and think about what emotions are, emotions are what people describe as vibrations in our body. And we have different vibrations. I've seen them described as a continuum. So on one level, you've got happiness and all those good positive emotions all the way down to negative sad emotions. But I think also there are other ways of describing them like excitement and joy and confusion. And these are all things that our body feels. And these are things that lead us to do things, to take action. We often take action because we feel in a particular way. And that is perfectly normal. That is being human. Now, before we have these emotions, we often have thoughts that lead to emotions. So a thought might be, I haven't got anything to do. And then you feel bored. And then you decide that you're going to eat. Now, I explained this circle in the second podcast that I ever did, which was called Letting Go of Anger. And so the circle goes like this, thoughts, emotions, actions, and it goes round and round in a circle. And you can actually access that circle in any particular place. So you can think about changing your thoughts. You can actually change your emotions as well. You can generate emotions out of nowhere. And music is a great example of this. So when you put on happy or sad music, we start to feel that emotion. And we can also change our actions. And once we start changing our actions, we start seeing ourselves. So we judge ourselves as we would judge other people. And we start judging our actions, whether those actions are actions that we consider good or bad. So how does this all relate to eating? Now, it doesn't matter whether you are eating out of any emotion, as in whichever emotion it is. It may be that you feel lack of self-worth. It may be that you feel bored. It may be that you feel like you're avoiding work. These are all examples of emotional eating. 
And every time we participate in that feeling, that action of emotional eating, there is a critical moment, a critical moment where we feel that emotion and we act on that emotion. And you need to understand where that critical moment is. Now, when you feel an emotion, there are three different things that you can do with emotions. So the first thing you can do is give in to that emotion. So for example, if I'm angry, I might scream at my children. Or if I'm feeling bored, I might eat a slice of cake. So that's the first thing you can do. The second thing you can do is deny that emotion and pretend that that emotion doesn't actually exist. So actually emotional eating is a good example of this because you're denying a different emotion and you're distracting yourself from whatever is underneath by emotionally eating. Now the third thing that you can do with an emotion is simply to allow that emotion to be there and not act on it. And it can be really difficult to do that. It's a very easy thing to say, but it's a very, very difficult thing to do it. So often, if we are angry, we are enjoying being angry to a certain extent. When we are consumed with anger, we want to act from a place of anger. And it's very difficult to say, okay, I can feel this anger and I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to yell at my kids. I'm not going to eat that piece of cake or whatever the emotion is. And it is very, very difficult to stand there and go, okay, what happens when I feel that emotion? And what happens is eventually that emotion disappears. It doesn't last all the time. As my six-year-old son said, oh, mum, they're just emotions. They go. And he's absolutely right. Emotions do just go. However, the critical thing is how long that emotion lasts for. Because if you decide, okay, I'm going to hold on, and I'm going to be strong, and I'm not going to eat the piece of cake. If that emotion is still there, and it's there for five, ten minutes, or an hour, you're still battling that emotion for a long period of time. So step number one is to become aware of that critical moment, and realise that this is the critical moment. Now, a really useful tip is to focus on your breathing, and really just breathe in and out, deep breathing and say to yourself, this is an emotion. I understand that this is an emotion. And to name that emotion, I feel bored or I feel angry or I feel frustrated. And I think that's a really useful way of just saying to our body, you know what? I feel bored. And that is perfectly fine. It is just an emotion. So breathing is a really useful trick. And just saying, you know what? This is just an emotion. I'm just going to stick with it. So that is the background to what is going on when we have emotional eating. Now, there are more things that you can do to help yourself with emotional eating. So when you become aware of it, and I think a really useful tip is to see yourself outside of yourself. So it's almost like you're looking down on yourself and thinking, ah, this is what I do when I'm in this situation. So for me, I can see myself sitting at my desk and going, I can see you don't want to write that email or that blog post or whatever it is that I'm working on. And when you get to that situation, you go, I'm going to go make myself some coffee. So 
I don't beat myself up about it. I just accept it. That's how I am. And for me, I say, that's fine. I'm not trying to lose weight. I restrict myself to one cup of coffee. That's perfectly fine. If I'm going to take a 10 minute break and come back and get on with my work, that is perfectly fine. However, if it's repeated behavior, then obviously that's where you run into troubles. So what else can you do? The first thing obviously is being aware, but also you can think about whilst we're in this time of being confined, structuring your day. And as I talked about in the last podcast, I've really structured our day for our children because I think it's important to keep up with that structure. And I think the same for adults too. So if you're by yourself, then you have freedom to do whatever you want to do in different periods of time. If you have children, I really recommend making sure you stick to you know, a relatively rigid routine, getting up time, lunchtime, bedtime, so that your children know and that you know how the day is structured. And I think that really helps just having that structure and thinking, okay, we're going to have some fun things and we're going to have some work things and we're going to have some relaxation and we're going to have some movement. Now, as far as food goes, if you're finding that you're really giving in to boredom eating, it's a really useful thing to plan the food that you're having the day before. And the reason for this is because you aren't attached to the emotion. So if you can find a period of time and go, okay, I'm going to make a list of the food that I'm going to have. I'm going to have this for breakfast. Uh, I'm going to have a snack or I'm not going to have a snack. In all honesty, we don't really need snacks, but quite often we're used to snacks. I'm going to have lunch and I'm going to have dinner. And this is what I'm going to have and stick to it. And then the next day, when those emotions boil up and you think, oh, I want to have this sweet sugary thing, then you can go, okay, this is emotions. I know this is emotions and I can eat this food that I have planned at a different time using my thinking brain rather than my habit brain. And thinking brains always have our best interest at heart and our habit brain always go, no, this is what I normally do. And another good tip, I think, is if you recognise that you are doing boredom eating, why not use some of this time to do some cooking? And then you have, it's another trick to really put some time between that emotion and the event of eating. And you can use this time as a really good time to find new healthy recipes and start to fall in love with healthy food. My son this morning decided that he was going to cook, I think it's called long pastry. So the opposite of short pastry, and it's a pastry they use in pork pies and apple pies. And he made six beautiful little apple pies. And I had one for my snack. When it came to lunchtime, I realized that I really wasn't very hungry. And I said to him, how much flour did you put in those six little pies? And he said 370 grams of flour. Now, that's actually an awful lot of flour. If you think about when I make pasta, and we don't have pasta heaps and heaps, I will make 300 grams for for six of us. So that's more than a whole meal's worth of pasta. Now, obviously, when we have meals, we have lots of vegetables with them as well. So it's not a straight comparison. But another comparison is when my husband makes bread, he will make, I think, 300 grams of flour and we will have half of that. Now, we don't eat very many carbohydrates. But my point is, is that when my son is cooking and realizing that he's making pastry he's looking at it and really understanding the kind of foods that are going into his cooking and you could do the same particularly if you have children 
Now, if you are trying to lose weight, I don't recommend baking. I recommend looking at new recipes with vegetables. If you have children, then, you know, children like to bake and children don't have to exclude all carbohydrates. It's not about cutting everything out. It's about having a healthy amount of carbohydrates and a lot of those carbohydrates being vegetables and not refined carbohydrates like flour and sugar. Having said that, I do think it's useful for children to cook cakes. My children, when they choose to cook, they want to cook cakes. And I have to say, I have to do some deep breathing because I find it really amazing how much sugar and flour go into a standard cake. And I find it very difficult. I find myself going, oh my goodness, I don't want to eat that cake and getting, you know, sort of slightly panicky about it. I think panicky is a little strong word. But my point is, it's a really useful exercise to see what goes into these things. And remember that the ingredients that we are using at home are going to be good, healthy ingredients. So when my children make cakes, they will use olive oil and good flours. But when you buy shop-bought cakes, it depends. They could be using not-so-great oils and preservatives and different things that we wouldn't be using in our own cooking. So do some cooking. Okay, so just a recap of what I've talked about. I have talked about emotions. I love talking about emotions. I find emotions really, really interesting. And I have done several other podcasts on emotions. But essentially, we have a loop, which goes thoughts create emotions, emotions create actions, actions create thoughts. And we go round this circle. And we can change things wherever we want to within that circle. Although I do think thoughts is the easiest place to to save it, to change it. So you could rethink your, okay, I'm feeling bored to, this is a great opportunity to do something new within the confines of my house. So thoughts. And finding that critical moment of when you start to take action and think, okay, now I am taking action And now I have the opportunity to not take action, to change my action and to look at yourself from outside of yourself and think, okay, I understand how I work. This is a self-exploring opportunity. So those are about thoughts and emotions. Tip number two is to really structure your day and think about the things that you want to do and think about opportunities of different things that you can do. Perhaps you've decided you want to learn to play the guitar and you've got a guitar sat next to you and you just haven't got around to doing it. Well, now is the time to do it. Or perhaps you want to do some painting or some writing, some poetry. Think about different things you can can do and think about trying some new recipes, preferably healthy vegetable recipes that involve olive oil. And if not, then, you know, if you've got kids and you want to do baking, then, you know, do some baking, but have a look at how much flour and sugar is going into those things and use it as a learning opportunity. And just to remind you, if you do want some healthy recipes, I do have the healthy family meal plan that you can sign up for. Okay, my friends, keep happy, keep safe, keep thinking about your emotions, keep keep a check on your emotions. When you notice that your emotions are going a little bit able, then step in and take some some measures to fix that. And if you need any time to chat, then feel free to reach out to me because I am sat here with time on my hands doing random things like doing podcasts at seven in the evening, which I don't normally do. But 
you know, it's strange times. So things are, are different here. So feel free to reach out if you would like to chat to me. Have a lovely week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for my family-friendly meal plan at drorlena, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com, slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Goodbye and have a fabulous week.